you knew it was coming that I'm going to do A Day in the Life of a Childless Woman. This is Chelsea Handler. She is a very successful comedian. Uh, she has uh, had a television show, and I think she's been in some movies, done a lot of stand-up and so on. And she was raised in mean, an interesting, challenging, exciting environment, raised half Mormon, half Jewish. And she's got a video out. I guess it's getting quite a bit of uh, feedback, and I think it's kind of one-sided on both sides. I'm obviously, <laughs> as the middle ground guy, I'm going to try and... Uh, put this uh, in the middle and, and get both sides of it. A day in the life of a childless woman. This is a day in the life of a childless woman. I wake up at 6 a.m. I remember that I have no kids to take to school. Yeah, okay, so, you know, the, the smile on the face, the nice environment, the coffee, the staring out the window, this is all very positive and uh, luxurious and looking all that. So I take an edible, masturbate, and go back to sleep. Okay, so this is this is her day. This is what she gets to do. She wakes up at six, and then she remembers she has no children. She's actually 47 years old at the moment. She has no children, and what she's doing is, obviously, she's taking drugs, she's masturbating, and then uh, go going back to bed. I wake up at 12.30 p.m. and get ready for a busy day of doing whatever the f*** I feel like. Right. Yep, and um, she she obviously can. She, she's wealthy, she is successful, and she can do whatever the... Uh, if she feels like it, that's totally true. Can't argue with that. I put on my most impractical and stylish shoes. Yeah, this is a, this is a thing. I mean, no, no no man alive dare plumb the depths of the relationship between women and their shoes. I do not understand it. But impractical shoes is a form of status. It says that you're sexy and desirable and don't have to worry about doing manual labor or chasing after children. So it is a marker for uh, for desirability. Now, that desirability in general is programmed by nature into both men and women to lead two children to a family and so on. But she puts on impractical shoes because why? How does she view parenting? Since I won't be chasing a child around the grocery store. Right. Now, chasing a child around a grocery store, this is what people do when they look at parenting. Uh, they say, oh, well, parenting is just wrangling, screaming kids and chasing children around grocery stores and, and all of that. And that's not, <laughs> that's not parenting at all. Uh, that's saying, like, well, marriage is just going to dental checkups. It's like, you know, it's missing the whole point of, uh, of parenting, which is, you know, engaging with and developing a wonderful, beautiful life and thoughts and, and passions and all of that and, and all of that. It's a beautiful uh, experience myself. I, I love being a parent is second to my wife, uh, my relationship with my wife, my proudest achievement. Uh, so I think it's beautiful. Uh, I'm not saying that's for everyone. I'm just saying that people who reduce this parenting to, well, just a bunch of screaming kids and the only thing, you you just get getting up and getting them ready for school. Uh, well, of course, you can homeschool, but that would require putting aside some selfishness. Anyway, so after she does... Well, she does this, this is a day thing. in the life of a childless woman. I wake up at 6 a.m. I remember the day right. of doing whatever the f*** I feel like. I put on my most impractical and stylish shoes. Now, these are also uncomfortable shoes, right? And again, she's got the smile on her face the whole time. So she is putting on painful shoes. So the, quote, discomfort of having children uh, in a store doesn't matter. Like, that's, that's really bad. It's totally bad. But really impractical, uncomfortable shoes, that's a positive thing. But this is a bad signal to women that passes by the uh, sanity of most men. Since I won't be chasing a child around the grocery store, I go to my fave spot in Paris to grab a croissant. Okay, so here's where things get to be obviously completely mental, right? Uh, and I, I get, I understand, it's comedy, but comedy needs to be rooted in some kind of reality, right? So I, this is insane. So she's basically saying she's taking a private, <laughs> private plane to Paris to get a croissant, you know, as what, working women who are 47, they just get to wake up at 12, uh, they get to have drugs, masturbate, wake up at 12.30, fly to Paris, 
this is uh, demonic. I'm honestly straight up. This is like, well, you can have the world. You can have uh, sleeping in. You have no responsibilities. You can have shoes that make you look sexy. You can fly. This is all seductive and it's completely unreal, right? I do a meditation sesh on the plane since I have no screaming kids. Okay, so I actually, I have found it to be a huge blast traveling with my daughter on a plane. Um, we used to do it more, of course, when things were more possible. But uh, I've always enjoyed traveling. It's a great chance to chat. It's a great chance to play drawing games and hangman. And, and uh, it's just a wonderful experience. But of course, right, she wants to meditate or whatever, right? Allowing me all the time in the world to become enlightened. The weightlessness of my... So she goes to Paris. She goes to the Louvre. She gets a croissant and the weightlessness. It's really interesting. My existence has... The weightlessness of my existence, right? This is a day oh, in the sorry. life of a childless woman. I wake up at 6 a.m. A busy day of my enlightened. The weightlessness of my existence has granted me superhuman power. Right, so um, the smile is a bit intense, right? But, but, you know, crazy eyes is a bit subjective, but I'll let you make the judge of that, right? I teleport myself back home. Okay, so what I see here, and again, I know it's comedy, it's not supposed to be totally real, but again, what I see here is a woman who, she's probably still sleeping, because all the things she talked about are functionally impossible, right? So, uh, can you just get up and fly to Paris for a croissant if you live in the States? Well, it's a pretty, you know, got to book the flight, got to get to get to the airport, got to get through security, got to, right, maybe it's a private plane, in which case it's, uh, well, not very carbon friendly, but... Uh, this is a woman who really hasn't woken up. She's still in a drug-addled sleep, you know, if this was a movie, because things are getting progressively more unreal. She goes and has a croissant, and then she uh, magically ends up right in front of the Mona Lisa, and there's nobody spraying anything on it, and then she teleports home. So this is either she's still dreaming, or this is mental disintegration, like she's going through a psychotic state, because she can't, te like she can't teleport. She's, she's now got magical powers. Uh, that would be psychosis uh, in a semi-rational universe. Again, I know it's comedy, but none of this is particularly funny. I mean, there's no particular jokes here yet. There's just delusions of grandeur and absolute unreality. Uh, this is not, this is not healthy. Not healthy. Then I get ready for a night out with whatever hot guy I met on Raya that morning. Okay, I don't know what that is, but, um, I mean, I don't know what the app is that she's talking about, but she's got some hot guy. And here's the thing. She's, I mean, obviously, again, it's, it's not exactly scripted but you know 12 32 p.m well that's when she just woke up right which again indicates that um she didn't wake up she only dreamed about going to paris and and teleporting and so on right because she says i wake up at 12 30 the message here today is 12 32 p.m and she says to some hot guy want to f tonight right i met on raya that morning i call it the okay so this is her life wakes up take drugs masturbate goes to bed fantasizes about going to paris and then offers up tawdry, empty, meaningless sex to some random stranger on the internet. Uh, this really, this really tragic. I mean, people are mad at her, and I, I just, this is really tragic. Anyway. Babysitter and tell her that I don't need her since I still don't have kids. So calling up a babysitter and telling her you don't need her because you don't have kids, it's not particularly funny, and it's just, it's an odd thing to do. Why would you, you, don't, you wouldn't have a babysitter if you don't have kids, and you certainly wouldn't call her and say you still don't need her because you've never had kids. So, all right. A lot, a lot of hair dye, a lot of makeup. Uh, I assume some work done, but I don't know about that for sure, of course. Now it's time for a workout. So she exercises. She wants to exercise, and what does she do? So I hit Mount Everest for a quick climb. I right, so 
she climbs Mount Everest again, obviously unreal and, and deluded. And again, this would be delusions of grandeur. This would be um, a, a psychotic break from reality. This, I mean, if this was anything to do with the real world, and I get, yeah, it's comedy, it's fantastical and so on. But because it's not funny, it's, to me, an indication more of a mental illness. So then what does she do? Invent a time machine. Go back in time and kill Hitler. Freeze, you bastard! It's amazing what you can do when you have this much free time. Okay, so she goes back and she kills Hitler. A fine thing to do, but of course, again, absolute unreality. Uh, and again, if you are a working woman who's 47, you're not spending your days in a drug-addled haze of delusions of grandeur and psychotic breaks from reality and so on, right? And that's a day in the life of a childless woman. This is a day... So, uh, let's just look at this in a little bit more detail, because I think, I think it's really, really interesting. So, of course, a lot of people are saying, well, look, I mean... You're going to end up lonely. You're going to end up alone and so on, right? Okay, that's, that's very one-sided, though. It's very one-sided, right? So, look, this woman has been an enormous success as far as being a comedian and a television show host goes. She's had great success. She's written a whole bunch of best-selling books. And so from the ages of when she started, at, at 20 or so, she's been very successful. Now, if she'd been raising some children, she would not have been able to do everything she did. Let's be perfectly frank about that. I mean, let's not, you know, everything has its costs and benefits. Perfectly frank. If she had not been able to, um, if she'd had kids, she wouldn't have been able to do nearly as much. I mean, I gave up writing books for like 10 years when my daughter was young because I just, I didn't have time nor the inclination to, to do that. Now I'm back on it because she's older and so on. So she has achieved great success. Obviously, she's had the opportunities to exercise. She's got a nice figure, even at 47. So she's had real benefits from that. So why is she making it now? Right? Why is she making this video now? Well, now she's 47. So she's beginning to age out of youthful glamour. In fact, she's definitely over the hill as far as that goes. And so am I, so I'm not, you know, not throwing any aspersions here. So she had all the benefits when she was younger, right? She had all the time to travel, do her stand-up, do her shows, write her books. She had all this time, and she wasn't raising children. And yes, obviously there are times when you're raising toddlers and you're reading The Hungry Caterpillar for the 20th time that day that you're like, yeah, I, I could go and give a speech somewhere. I could go and do some stand-up or whatever it is. I understand. That makes sense, right? It makes perfect sense. So she's had all the benefits, right? So why is she making this now? Well, now she's beginning to be on the downside of physical attractiveness significantly. I mean, she looks, she looks fine and all that, but, you know, you can see. So she's losing her youthful beauty, and that's tough for women in the media, right? It's tough for women in the media. You will see older male reporters and so on, older male show hosts, uh, Johnny Carson and so on back in the day, but less so for, for women. That's just whether we like it or not. It's just a reality that uh, they, have to, uh, they have to deal with. So if she'd had her children, right? So think of her at the age of 7 to 47. That's 40 years, right? Age of 7 to 47. So she had her childhood. She had her youth. She had her sex. She had her travel. She had I mean, all, all kinds of fun stuff, which nobody's going to pretend isn't a value and isn't important and isn't a, a huge positive. So she had, now think of 7 to 47. That's a long time right now. Now, this is what I've talked about consistently, which people listen to, I guess, or don't. So now she's got 47 to 87, right? Oof, that's rough, man. 47 to 87, that's a long time. That is a long time to be alive, right? I'm 57, so I think of 17 to 57, that's a long-ass time. I obviously don't have another 40 years, or not, most likely don't have another 40 years, but let's say another 30 years, I make it to 87, and that's a long time. It's a long time. And so she's had a huge amount of fun and a huge amount of success and travel and, and fame and money and all of that. Good for her, right? Exciting stuff. But now what? Now, of course, people are saying, and I think it's polarizing and, and not helpful, and not valid, 
saying, oh, yes, but when you get old, you'll be alone and blah, blah, blah. You don't have kids so that you cling to them when you get old. It's not fair. You have kids because you enjoy your life. You have the great capacity to give life to others and uh, watch them grow and set them out into the world to do good. And, and you I mean, if it turns out that they love spending time with you, they want to be with you in your old age, that's wonderful, but you don't have it for that because that's asking people, you know, well, when you're 25, have kids so that when you're 80, they'll spend time with you. Like, that's not a reasonable thing to say, you know, go that many decades, more than a half century into the future and, and, and reap your rewards for having children. That's Children are not uh, boomerangs that, that you catch back and, and utilize to avoid loneliness in your old age. That's just not fair and that's not right. That's not why you should have children. Uh, it's not a um, like a, a guy clinging to a raft in an ocean. It's not a panacea or cure-all for loneliness because then you end up demanding things from your children and wrestling them to you and, and that's, not, that's not great, right? So now other people are saying, well, you know, but if, if you'd had kids when you were younger, if you had kids in your early 20s, mid-20s, they'd now be grown and, and, and you could do whatever you want. It's like, well, yes, but she wouldn't have had all the success that she had. You, you simply can't have all of that success, all of that travel and be a good mother. Like you, you, you can't do it. I couldn't have been as good a father if I had written, I was writing a book or two a year back in the day and now I'm a book a year, but it's fiction, so it's tougher, but you can't be a good mother and travel and do your stand up and write your books and do your TV show. You just can't be, right? So uh, saying, well, your kids would all be grown up now, but she wouldn't have the money, right? She wouldn't have the money and, uh, and the liberty that she, she has now. So I don't think that's right. What I do think, of course, is tragic in a way, right? In if the you life sort of, look of a at childless this. woman. I wake up at 6 a.m. So you think of the word I, 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 I can do whatever the F I want. I'm going to have sex with this guy. I'm going to, whatever she's saying here, it's all I, me, me, I. The only thing that she does that is um, of good to the world, you could argue, is inventing an imaginary time machine and going back and killing Hitler. Okay, but that's not a real thing, right? What does she do that's charitable? What does she do that's kind? What does she do that helps her community? What does she do that's benevolent or you could say altruistic? Well, nothing. It's really, it's all about her. Uh, I want to take drugs. I want to do this. I want to have sex. I want to um, travel. I want to go and get a croissant and, you know, kill half the planet. So it's very much, you know, I, me, me, I, which is understandable. And, and that's, that's a child's view. You know, I remember when I was a kid, right? I think everybody thinks, okay, what's going to be like when I'm an adult and I get to go out in the world? And, and it's like, I remember as a kid, like, oh, I'm going to have a cool job. I'm going to have lots of money and travel. I'm going to buy all the candy that I want, right? Because it's all about I'm, I, me, me, I. That's a phase of childhood that is natural and inevitable. And you kind of woo children out of that quote narcissism. It's not narcissism. Saying that children are narcissistic is like saying that they're short. It's like, they, you know, they're perfectly appropriate to their development, but you kind of have to woo them out of that I mean, the I stuff and get them to you know, think more about the world and the good they can do in the world and so on. So she has all of this money, right? She, she can, doesn't have to work. Uh, she can buy her drugs. She can buy her sex toys. She can uh, fly to Paris. She can fly to, the, uh, to Everest. And again, I know it's fantastic, but she has all this money. And what does she do with it? Well, she feeds her own desires. She feeds her own dopamine. She feeds her own quote, physical pleasures, right? There's no intellectual pleasure. She's not talking about reading books. She's not talking about, I mean, she talks a little bit about meditation, but meditation is just a prayer to yourself, right? It's, it's narcissistic prayer. Uh, meditation is instead of focusing on God or virtue or the world or how you can be better in, in serving the world and its virtues, uh, it's just I, me, me, I stuff, right? So it's uh, narcissistic prayer. That's meditation in a nutshell. And so she serves the drugs, the sleep, the food, sex, right? I mean, that's all for her. 
It's all just tickling the receptors. This is living at the level of a mammal, right? Uh, an intelligent, cunning uh, mammal. This is what I mean when I say it's kind of demonic because she's luring you into you can just serve your own physical pleasures with nothing higher, nothing to subjugate your ego to, no virtues to pursue, no good to do in the world. You can just focus on you, you, you all the time, no matter what. I want to have sex. I want to eat a croissant. I want to do this. And it's all just I, me, me, I, and it's all very base. And that's what I mean when I say it's kind of satanic, right? I'm not saying she's satanic. I'm just saying that this kind of wooing. And, I remember you, that I have no kids. This. This, this is an advertisement for uh, look how uh, cool I am uh, and all of that. Take to school. So I take an edible. And look, this, this, this is a, a, a come hither kind of look here. It's a seductive look. Like, uh, let's just go back here for a sec because it's, it's important to see kind of what's going on here. So I so look at that. That's seductive. Take an edible, mm, masturbate, her. and go back to sleep. Okay. I wake up at 12 she got another 30 p.m. and get ready for a busy day of doing whatever the f I feel like. Right. Do what thou wilt. Right. That's that's Satanism in a nutshell. Again, I'm not saying she's a Satanist. I'm just looking at it. Do whatever you want. Do whatever you like. I put on my most impractical and stylish shoes. So impractical means painful and unpleasant, right? So stylish shoes. Since I won't be chasing a child around the grocery store. Now, yeah, so the idea that, again, parenting is just chasing children around grocery stores and so on is really, uh, it's tragic. I go to my fave spot in Paris. And the fave and a sash and this, this, is, this is Valley Girl childish stuff, right? So, you know, one thing to know about Chelsea Handler is that... Uh, she had, uh, and it's really, honestly, it's desperately sad, and, and I feel for her as far as this goes. It's an appalling situation to be in. So she has confessed to having not one, but two abortions when she was 16, right? Which means that she was having unprotected sex at 15. Lord knows what happened before then. Uh, unraised, untutored, unparented, right? So the fact that she's, I, I assume, relatively unparented, that she's out there having unprotected sexual intercourse at the age of 15 or whenever it was before that, maybe it started or some form of sexual activity started, is, um, I mean, that's brutal. I mean, that's, that's my daughter's 14, right? So that is, um, that is really rough, really rough. And, and I, I feel for her as far as that goes, uh, this, this sort of chasing uh, of the flesh and cons consummation with the flesh and being consumed by the flesh and appetites, physical appetites and so on. Uh, that's just uh, uh, incredibly rough. And so, and, and I've, I've read... Reports, though, I can't confirm that that she had another abortion at some point. So, you know, either two or three children have been aborted, and and two at the age of sixteen. That that is, I, I mean, I'm I'm just it's, it's heartbreaking for me uh, as as a father, as a human being, as a whole. I mean, that a fifteen year old is sorry, fifteen year old is having this kind of sex. I guess she had more unprotected sex at at sixteen. So two abortions when she was sixteen. That's just. Oh, it sort of reminds me of um, Aretha Franklin. But yeah, just this is really, uh, really tragic. That's a lot of scar tissue in the heart and, uh, and so on. So I, I just sort of want to point this out, that she herself is unparented, I assume, a very remote parents, very uncaring parents, that she's doing all of this stuff when she's in her mid-teens. So she herself was relatively unparented, so she doesn't understand what parenting is because it seems like she was very much unparented. I mean, it's really, really horrible and really, really... To grab a croissant. I do a meditation sesh on the plane since I have no screaming kids, allowing me all the time in the world to become enlightened. The weightlessness... And the enlightenment, the weightlessness of my, of my exi existence, the weightlessness of my existence has given me superpowers. Yeah. That's um, really... it's Because this is a lucid dream, right? So this is really telling. This is really, really quite powerful that the weightlessness of her existence has given her 
uh, superpowers. Now, again, it's kind of a narrative convenience. She doesn't want to show the slow flight back home or anything like that. But this is seductive. It's saying that in unreality, in fantasy, is happiness. In things that are impossible, right? She's saying happiness is impossible because all the things that she's doing, uh, other than the sex toy and the drugs and the sleeping in, are, are impossible, right? I mean, certainly for most working women in their late 40s, right? I mean, it's really a, a, a sad saying that, well, you'll be happy if you can just snap your fingers and, and fly to Paris, and, and you'll be happy if you can take a selfie in front of the Mona Lisa, and you'll be happy if you can wear really uncomfortable shoes all day, and you'll be happy if you can teleport, and if you can have a time machine, and, and if you can climb Mount Everest, you'll be happy. Well, of course, what she's really saying, and this is part of the, you know, you lift up this uh, satanic seduction motif, uh, and, and what she's really saying is that she, you, you can't be happy. You can't be happy because all of the conditions that she has for being happy are physically impossible or financially impossible for like 99.9% .9 of people. Stance has granted me superhuman powers. I teleport myself back home. Then I get ready for a night out with whatever hot guy I met on Raya. So a night out, right? She's got a night out. And what is her night out? Right? Her night out is um, one of F tonight. Right? So what does she have to offer? She doesn't have virtues, she doesn't have intellectual conversation, she, she just has a hole, right? She can just go and have sex. This can be extraordinarily dangerous for women, of course, and uh, you, you could meet the wrong guy, you could uh, um, get an, a sexually transmitted disease, you could get a stalker, because, right? So this idea that the woman can just go and, and throw her vagina all over the map and there will never be any negative consequences, well, that's... Uh, really tragic, and of course she, given what happened in her mid-teens, uh, she of all people knows just how tragic these consequences can be. So, again, this is uh, kind of seductive, and is this particularly, um, is this a realistic option for the average single woman who's 47, that she can just go and have meaningless sex with potentially dangerous strangers whenever she wants? Well, um, no, that's not an option. And saying that, well, if you're famous and, and pretty and have a great figure and, and all of that, oh, that's rough, man. That morning, I call up the babysitter and tell her that I don't need her since I still don't have kids. Now it's time for a workout, so I hit Mount Everest for a quick climb. Yeah, because she kind of starts Everest in bed and then uh, workout. So, again, if it's unreality. Re uh, it, Happiness is in I invent a time machine. Go back in time and kill Hitler. Crazy bastard! Now, of course, freeze is what cops say when they want to arrest you, not when you want to shoot someone. But So the only good that she does in the world, killing Hitler, uh, is completely imaginary and never exists and doesn't occur, right? So It's amazing what you can do when you have this much free time. Yeah, what you can do with this much free time is completely fantasize about doing virtue in the world that's never actually achieved in reality. And that's, uh, that's really sad. And that's a day in the life of a childless woman. And she's got to get the, the hair blowing and this, again, this seductive, right? This seductive this is look, a day right? in the life of this a childless woman. seductive look that she does at the I end. wake up this at 6 a.m. Again, very... Um, and that's a day in the life of a... She's got to have this big beaming smile woman. and the hair blowing and uh, this is this is very seductive. Oh, gosh, you know, this is very seductive. And again, she's, she's pretty, she's nice hair, good figure and all of that. Uh, very unusual for uh, particularly American women in that age category, but... Uh, that is, um, that, so I just want to sort of finish up here with, okay, well, why do people have it wrong? So look, if you don't want to have kids, you don't want to have kids. That's, you know, 
But here's the thing. So either you don't want to have kids because your life is great, or you don't want to have kids because you're depressed. Now, if you don't want to have kids because you're depressed, then maybe the reason you're depressed is you're not living for something other than yourself. When you are young, when you're very, and I always look at when, when did people's emotional development stop, right? And if you look at this, this is a very immature fantasy about what happiness is as an adult. And happiness as an adult is having a life of service to some sort of virtue, some sort of a god or, or a moral standard higher than yourself, doing something good in the world and uh, cre creating life and, and bringing happiness to people. That, that That's the mature and, and vivid and virtuous way to achieve sustaining happiness, right? Reason equals virtue equals happiness. Be rational, be good, that's your best chance at happiness. Like eat well and exercise, your best chance at health. There's no guarantee, but it's the best chance you get. Just living for yourself, and, and this is a woman, uh, there's a video, which I was, again, I, I'm trying not to be overly cynical, but even I was deeply shocked. This video of Chelsea Handley, she was on vacation with the actor Jason Biggs and, and his wife, and uh, there's a video of her in the ocean, and Jason Biggs is standing on a dock, I think it is, and just peeing in her face for quite a long time. And this is just, again, I, I don't know what kind of hellscape people live in. I just can't even remotely imagine anything like that, but, you know, I'm not going to show anything here because I just find it... Um, I, I, I don't even know what to say, what, what that means. But, so yeah, if you don't want to have kids, don't have kids. But don't not have kids because you're just going to denigrate parenthood, right? And also don't say have kids just because you want to denigrate people who are childless or child-free as the saying goes, right? So saying, well, you know, it's just getting up early and being a slave to your kids and, and running after kids in stores and having screaming kids and so on. No, of course, she's kind of right in a way that if she was this detached a mother or this detached a parent, maybe as detached as her parents were, that her kids would be screaming because they would be kind of out of control as she seems to be out of control in her mid-teens with, with all of this sexual activity and abortions. So... When people say, well, parenthood is just about screaming kids and, and kids having tantrums and so on, it's a confession that they were crazed with unhappiness when they were children, right? So when she says, oh, uh, it's just about screaming kids and, and chasing after kids who want to get away from you because they don't like you or something, well, she's just saying that when I was a kid, I screamed a lot and I didn't like my parents. So it's taking your childhood and saying, well, if I become a parent, then my kid's childhood is going to be just like mine. I hated my childhood, therefore I'm not going to become a parent. Okay, but that would be some psychological honesty, but then that would be to say I had, uh, you know, one bad experience with an East Asian person, and therefore all East Asian, now you don't generalize from individual instances, that's bigotry, and you don't say, well, my childhood was hell, and therefore I'm not going to have children because children are hell, right? And it's like, no, you're just confessing that you have unprocessed trauma from your childhood, and you're avoiding it by not having children. And again, that would be honest, but that would be halfway towards solving the problem. Now, If you decide not to have children, it's either because you're unhappy, in which case maybe having maybe resolving the issues that make you unhappy but have you more positive about having children, possibly, or you have this, and this is what she's selling here, you have this super great, wonderful, excellent, fantastic life that you love to death, right? So we all have to love our life to death because that's what comes, right? Say, oh, well, I, you know, my life is just so rich and so beautiful and so wonderful. And, so, and this is what happened when I was uh, on Twitter back in the day, and I would sort of remind women that you've got the ages from 40 to 80 to think about when you know, guys aren't going to be chasing you around the, the, the <laughs> croissant table in Paris. And women would, you know, reply to me, well, I'm going to translate books and travel the world and have sex with my husband, and it's okay, I'm going to have this great life, and it's a great, wonderful, happy life. Boy, what a blessing it is to be childless and, and just have this great, wonderful life. And it's like, okay, well... Um, the more you enjoy your life, the more selfish you are for not paying it forward. Right? So if Chelsea Handler has this wonderful, great, 
life of fantasy and complete unreality and, and empty sex. Okay, so if she has this great life, and this is a great life, she only has this life because her parents gave birth to her. So the more you're enjoying your life, the more selfish you are for not paying it forward. And if you say, I'm so happy to have inherited these $5 million. I'm so happy to have inherited these $5 million. I'm going to spend it all. I'm going to have kids, spend it all, and have nothing for my children. Spend it all and have nothing for my children. Leave nothing for my children. Okay, that's kind of selfish. I'm so happy to have inherited all this money, but I'm going to leave nothing for my children. Well, that's selfish, right? That's burning through the inheritance that you're overjoyed to get and get nothing. At least if you say, I'm really unhappy to have this money, then you can give it away and not give any to your kids. That's kind of a consistency, right? The other thing, of course, is that everything that this woman or this type of person is doing uh, requires that there be other people in the world, right? So when she goes to the cafe in Paris, she requires a person probably in her uh, 20s or her, his 20s to serve her her croissant and coffee or whatever she's having, right? She requires other people to be alive, to build the planes, to fly the planes, to provide, provide electricity to the Louvre, to uh, give, make the climbing gear, like all of this stuff she requires. She requires people to build the apps, and they're not being built by 47-year-old female comedians, or male comedians for that matter, so she requires everyone else in the world to be alive to serve her needs, so she requires that other people have children. Right? She, she, and when she gets older, she's going to want her pension but there is no money in the pension scheme in most of the West, so all the people who aren't having children are just relying on everyone else having children to pay their pensions. So everything that she that brings her pleasure is, you know, the sex toys manufactured by other people, the, the, the um, sheets, the alarm clock, the, all the shoes, all manufactured by other people mostly younger than she is. So she, for her luxury to exist, other people have to be having children. She needs people in the audience uh, when she goes uh, and people to buy her books, when she does her stand-up. She needs other people to be alive in order to serve her needs. And she, she, you know, the guy she's, the hot guy that she's going to have, she's going to F, well, that guy is clearly a lot younger than she is. He looks to be like 30 or whatever. Okay, so she required that other people have children when she was already an adult, that other people have children in order to produce the hot young things that she wants to bang like a drum, right? So everything that she does that she says is requires happiness is the result of other people having children, including her own happiness. And to be given the great and enormous gift of life, and, and life is such an unbelievable privilege. I Honestly, I don't want to sound too sappy, but like every single day I am aware, and, and you know, maybe because I you know, had a cancer fly by or whatever, but I'm aware every single day of just what an enormous privilege it is to be alive, and particularly to have a human conscious mind that is the rarest gift in the entire universe and the only gift that has the capacity for virtue, depth, communication, longevity, and meaning. This is uh, an amazing gift. To be given this gift and to not pay it forward is to me, you know, four billion years of evolution, everything that had to, you know, F and fight and flee and fly and eat and reproduce in order to give you life. And you're just like, oh, it's four billion year inheritance, but now I'm just going to use it for my own pleasures and not pay any of it forward. I think that's kind of rough. And, uh, you know, I look at this woman and I have a lot of sympathy. Uh, it's very tough to have gone through a childhood like that where you have had two abortions at the age of 16, man, that's, that's really brutal, and uh, it's a lot of trauma. And it, it, I think if you look at this video, you can see that it is, um, well, it's trauma that I don't know that it's possible to uh, recover from. So, all right, I hope that helps. Thank you. Uh, look forward to getting your thoughts. Take care.